Hey brothers and sisters, how y'all doing? Welcome back to another Along the Path episode. I'm Jared and this is episode 4, Why Did I Choose the Catholic Faith? I just want to remind you that this is a weekly podcast, so if you're enjoying them, be on the lookout at the beginning of every week on Monday for these new episodes. So this question is another question that comes from my ever-curious youth group. This is also another one of those questions that I can answer very easily, but I could also give a more in-depth answer to. So I will be doing both. So why am I Catholic, or why did I choose the Catholic faith? This could be answered simply by saying, well, my parents are Catholic, and they grew up Catholic, and their parents were raised Catholic. So yeah, it just kind of seems fitting to just continue to line and become Catholic myself, right? I mean, yeah, that sounds nice and all, but to be honest with you, that is what the Catholic Church wants for you, or expects from you, is to have kids of your own and to raise them as Catholics, as you were raised, to continue the church. So, it seems fitting that I'm Catholic, given my family history, but that doesn't fully explain why I chose to be Catholic. Now, some people listening might be thinking, wait, what do you mean you chose to be Catholic? You just said that you were born Catholic because your parents were Catholic, and you didn't really choose anything. Yes, this is somewhat true as well, but who chose the Catholic faith for my parents, and their parents, and so on and so on? You know where I'm going with this? Like, it had to have started somewhere, right? Catholicism started way back in Jesus' time, when the twelve apostles, well, I guess the eleven because Judas betrayed Jesus, so the the eleven apostles started Catholicism after Jesus died on the cross. Now this is crucial. Catholicism didn't start until after Jesus' death. Jesus' death is like a main point or belief of Catholicism, so Jesus' death needed to happen in order for the Catholic faith to start, as well as the resurrection of the body. And once it got started, it was passed down from generation to generation. But more than that happened. Entire wars were held on faith and religion, and kings and rulers of different countries throughout the years changed their entire kingdom to whatever religion that they wanted to practice at the time. One of these were Catholicism. So entire kingdoms were just granted followers of the Catholic faith without no real initiation, if you will. So this brings me to the topic of initiation. You can't just all of a sudden declare yourself Catholic unless you lived in one of these countries that ju- that I just talked about around a thousand years ago. The Catholic Church does have an initiation process. It's called the Sacraments of Initiation. These sacraments are Baptism, First Communion, and Confirmation. I will talk more about First Communion in the next episode, but for this episode I will focus more on the Baptism and Confirmation. So be on the lookout for next episode. Now, by completing these sacraments, you are now considered an adult member of the Catholic Church. Notice I said adult here. Earlier in the podcast, I mentioned that I was born and raised Catholic. I say this because my parents were Catholic and raised me in the Catholic faith. But the decision for me to personally become Catholic didn't happen until my baptism. At your baptism, your parents make a commitment on your behalf for you to enter into the Catholic Church. They promise for you to be raised in the Catholic Church by them and your godparents, and for you to one day return and restate your commitment to the Catholic faith on your own when you're old enough. This is called the Sacrament of Confirmation. 
for confirmation, you make the same promises for yourself that your parents made for you when you were baptized. And you stand in front of the bishop and in front of the church and request to be confirmed. The bishop then anoints you and says, be sealed with the gift of the Holy Spirit. I chose to be Catholic. My parents made the commitment and promised for me when I was young for my baptism. But I stood on my own two feet and walked in front of the congregation and the bishop, and I wanted to be confirmed in the Catholic faith. My parents and godparents fulfilled the promise that they made at my baptism, and I now became an adult in the Catholic Church. So now that we got that out of the way, I chose to be Catholic. Now we need to discuss the question, why did I choose to be Catholic? In the previous episode, I explained why I believe in God. Well, this belief in God is what helped me grow in my faith and what allowed me to have a relationship with God. With this relationship, I was able to learn more about him and the Catholic faith. The Catholic faith is complex and has a lot of beliefs and even more rules, quote-unquote rules. But there is something that really sums up what the Catholic faith is about, and that is the Nicene Creed. This is said at every Sunday Mass and explains in its purest form what the Catholics believe in. I will now state the Nicene Creed. And I invite you to listen to the words and what they're saying to understand the Catholic faith. I believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible. I believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, born of the Father before all ages. God from God, light from light, true God from true God. Begotten, not made, consubstantial with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us men and for our salvation he came down from heaven, and by the Holy Spirit was incarnate in the Virgin Mary and became man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried, and rose again on the third day in accordance with the Scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is adored and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. I believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. I confess one baptism for the forgiveness of sins, and I look forward to the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Now, I will say the Nicene Creed again, but after each sentence, I will break it down a little bit and explain it a little bit further just to have a better understanding of the creed itself and why I believe in it and why it is a good representation of the Catholic faith. So, I believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible. So, I explained this in my first few podcast episodes of believing that God created everything in the universe and just fundamentally believing in God. And it is really fitting that in the very first thing that the Nicene Creed states is, I believe in God. That this truly speaks the truth of the Catholic faith. 
Next. I believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, born of the Father before all ages. So this is kind of a lot to take in here, and it's hard for some people who are not Catholic to understand. As Catholics, we believe in the Holy Trinity, which is the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, three in one. We will get to the Holy Spirit later in the Creed, but here we're introduced to Jesus. Jesus was begotten or brought into existence by God the Father. But it says we believe in one Lord Jesus. Didn't the sentence just before that say that we believe in the one and only God? Yes, and this is what I mean by it's hard to understand, even as Catholics, to understand the Holy Trinity and how they are three in one. The Creed also describes Jesus as Lord, which we associate with someone having power, just as God being all-powerful. Next, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten not made, consubstantial with the Father. Through him all things were made. So, this sentence is still talking about Jesus and how he is God. It explains a portion of the Holy Trinity, how they are three in one. The word consubstantial means coming from the same substance or essence. So again, it says in a few different ways here how God and Jesus are one and the same. And again, it uses the word begotten, meaning brought into existence by God. Next. For us men and for our salvation he came down from heaven, and by the Holy Spirit was incarnate in the Virgin Mary and became man. So, for the salvation of the human race, God took the form of a human, which we know as Jesus, and was born from the Virgin Mary. It is not possible for someone to be a virgin and have a child, so... Through the power of the Holy Spirit, this was able to happen. And here is where we hear about the third part of the Trinity, the Holy Spirit. Also in this sentence, we hear another big word, incarnate. It says incarnate in the Virgin Mary. Incarnate means invested with flesh or bodily nature or and form. Meaning Jesus took the form of human body and flesh. Next, for our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate, he suffered death and was buried, and rose again on the third day in accordance with the scriptures. So, most of this part is pretty self-explanatory. Jesus was crucified, he suffered death just like all humans, and was buried, again, just like all humans. But this next part is different. Him being human and God... He was able to rise from the dead on the third day after his death. Body, blood, soul, and divinity. There was nothing left of him in the tomb. And in accordance with the scriptures mean that Jesus' death was foreshadowed and told in scripture multiple times and well before it happened. Next. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. So, this explains that after Jesus rose from the dead, he went to his rightful place in heaven with God. Again, body, blood, soul, and divinity into heaven with God. Next, 
He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. So, we believe Jesus will come again, whether that is at our time of death or at the end of all time, to judge our sins and to see if we can enter the kingdom of God, which is heaven. Also, it states that God's kingdom has no end. This could be understood as it has no end of time, so it's everlasting, and it has no end in the size, like magnitude, of his kingdom. Next, I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is adored and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. So, here is a lot to take in again. Here is where we get the full understanding of the Holy Trinity. It shows how equal all three are and how important they all three are. It also tells us how the Holy Spirit has been working in history through the prophets, foreshadowing Jesus' death and resurrection. Also, it says the word Lord again here, meaning the Holy Spirit has the same power as well. And it also says that the Holy Spirit is the giver of life, meaning that all life that ever existed is existing and will ever exist is because of the Holy Spirit. Next, I believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. So I explained this concept when I was explaining how the church saved me. The church is the people, God's people. All the people make up the church. And it is this that the church exists, dating back all the way to the apostles. Next, I confess one baptism for the forgiveness of sins, and I look forward to the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. So, This explains how we believe in baptism and how baptism forgives us of our original sin and allows our soul to be pure. We look forward to our soul's resurrection after we die and entering into the kingdom of heaven, God's kingdom. And then it says, Amen, which roughly means, so be it, or I believe. So everything that was just stated, we say amen after it to acknowledge that we believe it and that is the truth. This sums up the Catholic faith and I believe in everything that the Nicene Creed says. This is what I believe and sometimes the Catholic religion could get complicated and confusing. But by believing in this fundamental statement makes me a Catholic and makes others who believe in it Catholic. This was one of the first explanations of the Catholic faith, dating all the way back to around 300 or 400 AD, and still holds true today about the Catholic faith. There is so much more to being Catholic, but this gives an explanation to our faith and what we believe in. So this is why I chose the Catholic faith. It's because of this. It's what I believe in. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Along the Path with Jared. Remember to stay tuned for next week's episodes.
I hope you all have a blessed day. Thank you for listening.